Welcome to IT for Whiskey, a podcast for new or existing managed service providers and your occasional whiskey connoisseur. My name is Myron Herrera. My company is Cinetech Solutions. We are a MSP based out of Dallas. I'm also the CEO of Greenlink Networks, which is a voice over IP channel only. Business started in 2004. Combined, we're about 30 employees. You know, the reason I wanted to do this podcast was because I wanted to take that pain away from some of the new guys. I realized that a lot of the MSPs that were starting up were struggling with some of the same things that I struggled when we started our business. Meeting Craig and Joe, we shared the same passion and a lot of the same issues. My name is Craig Hickman. I'm with ProBlue in Bloomington, Indiana. ProBlue is a managed service provider. We started in 2005. I started with three employees and now we've grown to 11. We're a small shop servicing a little over 200 customers. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to other peers and learn what they have done and what they have not done well and avoid all those caveats. This is a learning experience for us and also hopefully helping others along the way. My name is Joe Ucia. I'm the CEO for Infinite IT. We're located out of Toronto, Canada. We're an MSP. We're currently about a dozen employees. We were originally founded in 1999. I believe in this podcast because I wish somebody was there to help and teach me a lot of the mistakes that they made and share their mind share on how to overcome issues. I was lucky enough to meet Craig and Myron a few years ago. I hope that you got a lot out of this podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Welcome back to the next episode of IT for Whiskey. I am Joe Ucia from Infinite IT, and I have my very good close friends, Myron from Cinetech and Greenlink, as well as Craig from ProBlue out of Indiana. I recently finished a great book that really had a huge effect on me. It was from one of the events that we recently went to. It was called The Hero Effect. And it talked about what it means to be selfless for your customers. The one thing that resonated in this book for me was if you do what you do because you're passionate about it, don't think about what's in it for you what's in financially, what you have to gain, the reward will always be there. I'm one of the lucky guys in the world that I don't go to work every day because I love what I do, so I don't consider it work. I show up to the office, I'm greeted by happy people, and it's a good environment, and and I love what I do, so I feel the hero effect, and I feel the passion that I get from my customers that stand up beside me saying thank you every single day. Have you guys read anything recently that really talked to you that strongly? I read a lot or I do audiobooks when I'm on a plane or something like that. I also have a Kindle, but there's so much information that you can gain from a book and you can connect to either a struggle that you're going to or maybe help you get past the challenge that you have. For me, one of my f- most favorite all-time books is The Good to Great. I love that book. The way Jim Collins goes through the process and tells the stories, it's pretty amazing. If anybody hasn't read it, you need to read that book. I agree. I actually had the privilege of listening to Jim speak years ago at an event, and I bought one of his books. I have it autographed on my shelf, and I read that book. This is about, I'd be at least 10 plus years ago. He's a great speaker, by the way. If you've never heard him speak, he's fantastic. The one thing that he talks about is the difference between a good company, which most companies are good companies. They're not shysters. They want to be good. But then he compares it to what it is to be a great company and what the differences are and how to get there. And you're right. 
quagmire. And I would have to say that's one of my top favorite books I've read in my business career. That's a great pick. If anybody has heard, you got the wrong person sitting in the wrong seat of the bus. Those are his expressions. The 20 mile march. When you talk about sitting in the wrong seat of the bus, it talks about having the person that works for you that you think that person is the, say, a service manager or a salesperson. And when you really examine and you break down what that person does and what they're really good at, you realize that that's not the seat that they're supposed to be sitting in, that they're supposed to be a senior engineer, that they're supposed to be in marketing or whatever the case is. A lot of us business owners, we make that mistake. We're thinking that we got this guy or this woman and they're doing an okay job. I need to fire them. Well, maybe you don't need to fire them. Maybe you need to put them in, in a different seat because that's where they fit better. I equate that entire book to one word. When I finished reading the book, I said, there's one word that summarizes it, discipline. It's all about discipline, getting the right people and keeping them focused on excellence, disciplined thought, actions, what they do in their process, everything, their emotion about the company, what they feel about when they think your brand and what you're doing for your customer. Discipline through, through and through, paying attention to the details. We've had staff over the years that work for us that I've said, you need to read this book and they didn't read it and they're no longer with us. And there have been staff that did read it and they're like, okay, you know what? I now understand what you're trying to achieve as a company. It's not all about making money. It really isn't. Because at the end of the day, like I said earlier, if you you do what you do because you truly are passionate about it. And as a managed service provider and an ISP, we are passionate about what we do and we're disciplined in it. We understand the impact that it has to our customers. So guess what? I'm not saying we're a great company. We're on our way to being a great company. We're on the path of, I really do believe it, but I will say we're a damn good company today. I just need to get us to that next level to be a great company because hopefully one day Jim will be so nice and honor me by writing about my company. I, I don't know. Like, okay. So it's a wish list. That is a pretty long wish list. I know it had to be said, you know, Craig, you're back. Craig was having some technical difficulties. Uh, technology is my worst enemy. My favorite book. My wife got this for me. It's the fecking book of everything Irish. The what? The fecking F E C K I N book of everything Irish. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. That, that actually is a really horrible book. Don't read that book. <laughs> <laughs> the book. The book I would recommend you read is Hug Your Haters by Jay Bear. What? Really? Never heard of that. It is a book about customer service and how to hug your haters and don't get... Not only does Joe <laughs> talk a lot. He actually drinks a lot. He interrupts. <laughs> I'm just opening a bottle, guys. I don't know what you're talking Craig about. never gets to talk. And then now when he's talking, you're going to interrupt the guy? Come on. <laughs> I did not interrupt him. The one thing about what we're all in is while we're all in technology, the number one thing that we all have in common is customer service. And if you don't have that piece when you're doing this business, everything else is moot. This book kind of covers how to go about embracing the problems you have with your customers and how can you turn things around and make things better. It's not just about making money, obviously, that we were talking about earlier, because I did hear that part, by the way. Well, sorry, what's the name of that book again? Hug Your Haters by Jay Bear. B-A-E-R. Highly recommend it. I'm totally putting that on my Kindle. Thank you. He also has another book called Utility. Did you read that one? I've read both books. Y-O-U. Oh, actually, you know what? That one I have heard about. I haven't read it yet. It's on my list, but I do have a long list of books I like to read. It's just 
time is my biggest enemy is with most of us. But I have a question to the group. My parents bought me a lot of books growing up. And I'm not talking about the encyclopedia that maybe nobody has anymore. Those are the best books. I still got two sets in my basement. Encyclopedias were probably the best books ever created because it had pictures in it. Until Wikipedia came about. But all right. Really? (laughs) I have a ton of Dave Ramsey books that are for sale if anybody's interested. (laughs) (laughs) And I figured out how to make money with Dave Ramsey. Just get his books signed and then just sell them. (laughs) Well, you'd be at least debt free, right? Well, if you follow his proven plan for financial success, you would be very rich right now. Or so he says. I've never read any of his books. Seven Baby Steps is all about. Seven Baby Steps to be a Millionaire. I've never read his books, but I've seen his show. No, I got to say, I've never read them and I'm poking fun. Sorry. Stuck in a hotel with nothing else to watch. I haven't seen that either. Growing up, I did have the encyclopedia at home. That was one of the things that caught my attention because I can look up anything I wanted to know. I just look it up there. It was readily available. Not as good as Google, but it was there. That kind of grew. And as I went on and grew up, I bought more books and I read as much as I didn't like school, I love to read books. That's been one of my strong points is that I still to today at least read a book a month. Some of it is an audiobook these days. Some of them I do on the Kindle. Sometimes I do both. But I really have a lot of books that I've read. And it's incredible. When I look at my Audible, as an example, my Audible list or my Kindle list, and it's got hundreds of books. It's amazing. Technology is so crazy. You know, what's really funny is I love reading books, but podcasts for me, (laughs) I am not plugging this because of of what we're doing today. Truth be told, podcasts I find are a great way while I am A, traveling or B, driving. I have my Spotify client every time podcasts of certain genre comes out, auto download, let me know. Yeah, I know the guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, my Spotify app. Have you read his book? Sorry, dude. I'm a vet. I've been in this industry for 27 years. I call them clients app software, whatever. There's Guy Lewis Hose, House, H-O-W-E-S. He is an author. He's got this podcast I love listening to called The School of Greatness. I found him because it was recommended to me by my app and I'm hooked. His philosophy really follows Jim Collins' philosophy of good to great as well as the hero effects. Kevin's the next gen. Jim wrote a few other books over the years, but good to great is, in my opinion, his best the other ones are good, but there were updates of his original publication. Newer companies, whatever. It's like sequels in the movie theater. There's very few sequels that actually outperform the original because of the wow factors. Good to great is still, to me, his best one ever. And Lewis talks in his podcast a lot about the same philosophy that Kevin in Hero Effect and Jim speaks in the Good to Great and how to get your company to greatness. And there's one thing, Myron, if you would agree with me on this, these things all have in common. They all say the same thing. There's one morale that they talk about. Do what's right by the customer. The money will follow. I would agree. And I think that my philosophy is give and you shall receive. Karma, baby. Karma. That's what it's all about. Karma. I believe that. The one thing about Jim Collins and everybody that's listening, take out a notepad, pull over, start writing down. Okay? Good to great. You want to get great by choice. How the mighty fall. Those are all amazing books by Jim Collins. How the Mighty Fall. I forgot about that one. That's a really good book. One, one talks about how to become great and one talks about how not to be great. How the great people forget that they can fail and that they fail. It's fantastic. Simon Sinek's 
Start with Why. If you haven't read that, get that book. No, I have not. I haven't even heard of it. Start with Why by Simon Sinek. Oh, I got one. Keith Ferrazzi, Who's Got Your Back? The Secret of Finding the Three People Who Will Change Your Life. And I found two. Aww. Oh, that is so nice. He's talking about his daughters. No, he's got three daughters. What are you talking about? Oh my God. If I if I could put emoji in this podcast, it would be a heart thumping right now. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that book again? Who's Got Your Back? You know what, Craig? I got your back. The goal of the book is finding the relationships that are key to your success in business. Joe was saying, so uh, Lewis Howe, the School of Greatness, the story behind him, he was a football player. My understanding is he got hurt. He ended up without a job, living in like his sister's couch for like a year. And he started to try to see if he can look at things differently. And he started the podcast for School of Greatness. And from that podcast, written books and has been turned in success. The book is great because he speaks about someone that's struggling to get started and how they're able to really become something. So if you're starting a business or you're going through a transition in life, he's amazing for that. I would totally recommend that. Another book that to me was really good is the Tony Shea story. Yeah, actually, I read that one. That was that was good. It probably doesn't touch on how many business things, but it's really about the story of the struggle to become who they are. Whoever doesn't know Tony Shea, he's the CEO of Zappos. Zappos was bought by Amazon for, I don't know, a gazillion billion dollars. He sold it to Microsoft in 1998 for 265 million. No, that was his first business. Oh no, Link Exchange. Sorry, you're right. I digress. He created the banners back in the day and he sold that to Microsoft and then he joined Zappos ended up investing enough where he became the CEO. And the book's called Delivering Happiness. It talks about customer service and what Zappos does. That's why Amazon bought them because they wanted to take on the culture of how they provide customer service to their customers. Their stories are about their customer service staff being able to, you know, like somebody bought shoes and they were really unhappy with the shoes and they ended up sending them pizza because they were on the phone with the person and that, all this stuff that they do to try to make the customer happy at the end of the day. It's a good book. Our previous podcast where we had our guest uh, Don on, she talked about a book called Traction by Gino Wickman. It's on my shelf, physical book. It was actually going to be my fourth book down the line. But after speaking with Don and executing a meeting with her as one of the advisory board members for a channel company, I saw her style of controlling the meeting. I asked her, I said, where did you learn that from? And she said, Traction, this book, Traction, How to Get a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wick. I came back to the office and I looked on my shelf and it was there as one of the books I need to read, which was really irony at its finest. So this is now my next book. And it talks about how not to let common problems and frustrations run your business. And they've got this coin trademark called the entrepreneurial operating system. And for us IT guys, anything OS is an appeal like iOS. This is called the EOS. If you're an MSP, this may be a great book to read. I haven't read it yet, but I'm going by someone I respect very much. So and after seeing how she executes a meeting, I probably start this tonight. This looks great. It's a great book. There's a lot of data that you can get out of that. There's a lot of things that you can implement very easily. Absolutely. No doubt. Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking Old Elk Single Barrel. What? I never heard of that. Old Elk is a straight bourbon whiskey. 
Mmm, baby. Yum, yum, yum. This one was a store pick for me, and I was lucky to get a hold of one of these, but you can find it on the shelf in most places. It's about $50-ish. Not in Ontario. We can't find it. I just checked. For a fee, I can get it to you. Us Ontarians were so deprived. Us Canadians, man. I was surprised how smooth this one was. I didn't think it would be that smooth. Normally, it's about 80 proof. This one is 115. Whoa! That's why you're so quiet. You're taking a nap in the car. Wow. I probably would have put maple water on a 115 myself. I don't have any friends that send me maple water. He actually, I saw him put ice in there. Did you ask them? I went to look for maple water today and I couldn't find it at the local Whole Foods. They don't have it. Yeah, special order. What are you drinking there, Myron? It's late in the evening, still in the office, but Tommy, one of our staff, uh, had talked about this yellow rose that he drank and he brought it into the office that I could try it. The whiskey is called Yellow Rose. It's Texas-based. The one he brought is a blend. I actually am going to look for their single malt version. It's good. For a blend, it's actually really, really good. It's smooth. There's no burn. And it's like 30 bucks. You know me. I don't have Craig's budget. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, hey. I don't really have a response to that. It's a good drink. Cannot deny. Thank you, Tommy. I'm having, uh, I'm very biased on distilleries, as y'all know. Malvini is one of my favorites. I love my spots as well. The Glen Marenghi and whatnot. But I'm drinking Ablor. That's one of my tops. But I actually am drinking a 12-year-old. I used to say I'm a scotch snob. It's got to be 15-year-olds or or older or I won't drink it. But you know what? I've learned the age is important, but not as important as the distillery, not necessarily as important as the process. This 12-year-old is actually a double cask matured, or as they say in Canada, we say in double maturon en feu. It's a Highland single malt. Scotch whiskey. Does that sound like fancy whiskey to me? Right? Yeah, double matrillon de feu, en feu. I'll tell you, that is my second most favorite scotch. Do you know what I love about it? It's very rich. I'd say four to five for richness. Body, I'd probably put it at like a two and a half out of five. Zero smoke, zero. I get like vanilla, cinnamon, oak, and this is going to sound really funny, but I taste Christmas cake in this freaking thing. I can't explain that. <laughs> what was the word, Joe, for cake? A manja cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Canadian thing, eh? All jokes aside, this it's a great scotch. I'd say probably in the U.S. would be 50, 60 U.S., Ish. Up here, it's like 100, 120 bucks. I do like Abelor. I have a 16 and an 18. What I find with Abelor, the age does not really mean a lot. We've talked about Abunda in the past. I have not bought it. I tried it at a bar. Actually, in Vancouver, I tried it at a bar. And I was like, I'd rather the 12. Well, the way I looked at the drinks is for the dollar amount, how much more am I getting? For a 12 year, for that $60 bottle, Scotch for US, it's great. And that's why I have them as my number two scotch. Obviously, everybody knows my double wood from Balvini is my number one after that. So it's ironic. Your number one is a double wood. Your number two is a double wood. They're the same stuff too. I was just about to say, so you got the same oakiness from both of them. I will agree with you. Both of them are fantastic drinks. I haven't said that word in a while, eh, boys? Fantastic. <laughs> but 
but they're both really good drinks. And I will agree with you, the Abanda and the Abelure 12 double cask. Wow. 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 You know what I think I like the most about them? So I'm not a smoke guy. Except for your meat. Yeah, well, you're talking about smoking meat. That's a completely different thing. We should do a podcast of that. You know what? Please let us know if you want us to talk about smoking meat, because all three of us, I'm not the specialist, but all three of us do it. Let us know if you want us to do it. Craig is the specialist. Absolutely. Craig, Craig trumps all three. I, I am not worthy. I'm bowing with my arms. I'm not worthy when it comes to Craig and smoking his meat. This weekend, I took the task not to derail the podcast, but I was doing my first pork butt, which is a shoulder, by the way. Yes, it is. That's what I make my salami from, by the and way. And I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm being serious, actually. Most people use the leg. I, I make my own salami and sausage, and I use the pork butt, which in Italy, you know what we call that? Sausage. <laughs> the cavigol. Pork butt is what you make the cavigol from. So, yeah, I did my big smoke this weekend. Thanks to these guys, it actually turned out to be pretty good. You both gave good insight. Yeah, Craig gave more, but you both gave good insight. Ironically, on the podcast, Craig doesn't talk a lot, but when we talk every day, if you mention meat, Craig takes over the conversation. <laughs> he ended up smoking his own after that, remember? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I did a mini smoke that day. I have one question for the group, and I think this is more of a Joe question. Can you guys remember what book you recommended to me and that you should buy it for the staff? Yes, it was actually The Hero Effect. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, I remember that because I recommend that all the time. Have you ever read Who Moved My Cheese? Who Moved My Cheese? Is this like cow jumping over the moon or? No, buy the book. Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, it actually pops up as number one. Oh, there's a version for kids. I think I'll get this one. <laughs> Have you read it, Joe? Who Moved My Cheese? Buy it. Read it. It's 50 pages. It's not a big book. You'll see why you want to send it to everybody in your staff. We did it years ago, and we probably should still continue to do that. But it helps in such a simple way. I just looked it up. An amazing way to deal with change in your work and in your life. It is an 11-year-old book. Sorry, 21-year-old book. But it is a motivational business Fable text describes change in one's work and life and four typical reactions to those who change by two mice and two little people during their hunt for cheese. I'm in. First of all, I love cheese. Ah. You like cheese? I put cheese on all my food. I love cheese. Not surprised. Right. I'm <laughs> Italian. I do harm on everything. Mice are cute. I'm good with that. As long as it's not about rats. <laughs> I'm not a rat. I like it's a quick book. You could probably read it in one sitting. And that's what makes it great. Or two sittings. For people that don't like to read, this is an easy read. You get a lot of insight. You know what's ironic about this book? Wikipedia is being my friend right now. The cheese don't matter. <laughs> there ain't no cheese. And you're being compared to a rat in a maze. <laughs> Jesus. Did you just say cheeses? <laughs> just don't compare it to the multi-parody works called who cut the cheese because that's not what we're talking about we're talking about who moved the cheese i'm gonna buy this on audible right now i'm gonna finish with something else it's late in the evening wife sexing it's time to go home i'm pretty certain it's morning now 
<laughs> One more book that I thought was amazing in the sense that it talked about the story of how the struggle of trying to build a business and not knowing where things were going and pushing a little further is the book by Phil Knight from Nike, The Shoe Dog. It was a really, really, really good book. I read that book so long ago. That was like eight years ago that he came out with that, right? I don't remember when it came out. Good, 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 good edition, Myron. With that, I'm out. <laughs> All I got to say is this. To summarize what we've just discussed, there's no way that any one of us can know everything. If you're not reading, you're falling behind. Pick up a book. Listen to a podcast, listen to Audible, whatever the case may be. But guys, girls, you're smart. You want to grow your business? You need literature. You got to read. You got to learn more. You need whiskey. Don't forget about the whiskey. <laughs> Don't forget the whiskey. <laughs> because who moved my cheese ain't a joke. <laughs> a book that my former boss gave me years ago was Every Excuse in the Book. Essentially, it's a little tiny book. And you would walk into my cubicle and you'd ask me a question as to why wasn't something completed. I would open the book, flip to any page, whatever I found fit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my favorite book. And here's our relief to end the episode. <laughs> there you go, guys. Sorry. Oh, Greg, I love you. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this was helpful. Please like and subscribe. Please Please, please, please share. Tell your friends, tell people you know, show it to your employees. If you're a business owner, a lot of our staff listens to the podcast and they get a lot of insight because they see what it is that we go through as a business owner, the struggle that we go through. And they maybe sometimes appreciate us a little bit more. So please share friends, business partners, everybody. And not only that, but also please comment, good or bad, comment, whether it's on iTunes or any of our platforms or email us at social at it4whiskey.com. Thank you. That's all for this episode of IT for Whiskey, a podcast by MSPs to help MSPs. Don't forget to spread the word, like, and subscribe at it4whiskey.com. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, guys. I really don't have anything to say. It's important. Nobody's missing anything. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Could have stopped recording a long time ago. Bye-bye.